Welcome back to the What's My Play Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Justin. And we're here today to go over our top wide receivers for the upcoming season's fantasy football draft. So, just to kick it off right away, Justin, who do you got up top? Number one is Cooper Cup. I think it's pretty self-explanatory after what he did last year. Um, I don't think he's going to be as good. Obviously, because that's pretty impossible to uh, recreate. The the best wide receiver season ever, probably. But uh, I think he still is just the safest guy to go with. Mm-hmm. Hands down, he's going to be good no matter what. Yeah, he, uh, he, will, he will have a running mate next to him in Allen Robinson, who, assuming stays healthy, like last year... Robert Woods was out for most of the year. OBJ didn't really come in until really late um, the last couple of games of the season. So for most of the season, the only guy that really had preseason reps with Matthew Stafford was Cooper Cup. But, yeah. I, I mean, 145, 1916, that's not going to get replicated. There's no way in hell. If he does that... Um, I think we'll all be pretty blown away if he does that again. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, he still should be clearing away the best wide receiver on most people's draft boards, so no surprise for me as well. Cooper Cup's up top. Um, number two for you? Uh, Justin Jefferson. And I'll be honest, I, I was going back and forth about putting him ahead of Cooper Cup. Really? Just, I... He's so good. Like, it's kind of insane what he has done in his first two years, and he just keeps getting better. And I don't know, for me, I think the reason why his floor is definitely just way lower than Cooper Cups is. But I mean, I. It, it's one of those things where I, I like if he were to have a better season than Cooper Cup, like I just ultimately wouldn't be surprised. Like he's just that talented of a player, and I mean he does have that trajectory, doesn't he? Yeah, like he just keeps getting better and better. You, you know, I think it's a thing with wide receivers. It's you know just the more they, you know, experience the NFL and they go up against these different defenses, just the more they start to see things and. You know, that's kind of where that veteran presence starts to get built for these guys, so. Yep, I have Justin Jefferson there as well. Um, to, I, I, I do think Cooper Cup is a clear one, but it, if you're trying to separate them, I think the first thing I'm looking at is the offenses that they're in. Uh, Minnesota still is more of a run-first offense, whereas... Even with Cam Akers back. But the, the thing that I want to point out is the Rams have a new offensive coordinator this year. Vikings have a new offensive coordinator. The Vikings offensive coordinator is, is the Rams, the Rams offensive yeah. coordinator. Like, yes, I do know that. That scheme they had, I could see, you know. like how much, how much of that offensive scheme is because of Sean McVay? I think a lot of that's due to Sean McVay. I don't know. I Part of me also just isn't wouldn't be surprised, you know. You see, you know, Dalvin Cook deals with injury every single year. They yeah. take the load off him a little bit, and they start switching to more of a pass game, considering how talented oh, I, their receiving core is. Like, I, I don't think they have to, like, switch up the way they play to get him off the field because they have Alexander Madison. 
I but just, then the other thing, the other thing is, I just, I just trust Matthew Stafford far more than I do Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins had a great year last year too. But Matthew Stafford, I think, is still better. Um, but we'll have to see. It'll definitely be interesting because Justin Jefferson could could have another leap on what was a spectacular year last year. He could still have another leap, which is kind of crazy to think, but um, that's how good he is. It's just, even if Cooper Cup comes back down to earth, he's still the best wide receiver in fantasy. That's how far ahead of everyone else he was. So for me as well, Justin Jefferson at two, though. Who was your number three? Got Jamar Chase at three. Um, He, he, his, again, it's, Year two for this receiver after having again another, you know, ridiculous rookie season from the LSU receivers. I just think, you know, that Bengals offense is going to be so high powered. He he's got the best rapport with Joe Burrow, and again, I think coming into his second year, he's going to do even better than he did last year. I think the big thing for him is going to be is he going to be still kind of boomer bust where he's going to have these five for 150 and two touchdowns and then he's going to go three for 30 mm-hmm. and then he's going to go 14 for 100 like he's just yep. kind of you know how consistent is he going to be this year i think it's going to be yeah. a um my change. Num- my number three was Devonte adams over jamar chase um and i think they're over in terms of overall average and total points scored this season I think they're going to be very close I agree with you I think Jamar Chase will have two or three duds throughout the year and then I'll have a few games where he just completely wins you the week and my thought process is simple I'd be worried that what what are there's always a chance that one of those three duds that he puts up falls in the playoffs and then you're screwed um and so that's why I would lean towards Devontae Adams yes it's a new team that he's playing for but there's plenty of familiarity with Derek Carr. Um, there's really only three major receiving options in that offense between Hunter Renfro, uh, Darren Waller, and himself. I, I guess four is, is uh, wait, no, Chase Edmonds ain't there. Mm-hmm. Um, is it just Josh Jacobs in the backfield? They've got Kenyon Drake. They got Ken- and then, Kenyon Drake is who I, I was thinking of. Uh, um, they drafted, I think his name was like, this is yeah, like but, but what what I'm getting at is there's there's three sort of four receiving options in that offense, and that's it. I think Derek Carr is an elite quarterback that is significantly undervalued because he consistently performs in less than ideal situations. He loses Henry Ruggs. He deals with the whole John Gruden situation, a weird owner that's never been very good, and he's... Outside of when he had Amari Cooper brief for a few years, which he performed very well during those years, he's performed really well and really consistently without top-tier talent in less-than-ideal situations. Um, And so I think Devontae Adams will slide in just fine. I think Derek Carr is very similar to Aaron Rodgers in a lot of ways. I think Adams breaks 100 receptions this year. Um, and if he breaks 100 receptions, you know that's going to be for 12, 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, and so I, I 
like Devontae Adams just a little bit more than Jamar Chase um, because there's so many options for Burrow to throw the ball to. Chase will have a few duds mixed in. Um, where, where do you stand on that comparison between the two? Because I know you're really high on Jamar Chase. I mean, I, I, I don't know why I'm talking about comparisons. I don't even got Adams at the next pick. So Who do you got at four? I've got Stephon Diggs at four this year. I mean, I, I'm just not as high on Derek Carr, I think, is the difference. I mean, Diggs has, you know, top two quarterback in the NFL. I don't really think they've added any more competition than they've had last year. So, again, he's going to have 150-plus targets this year. I expect him to have over 100 catches again. Like, it's just one of those things where I just think he's mm -hmm. going to be just flooded with volume. And, you know, when you have a talented quarterback like Josh Allen in volume, I, I just... Mm -hmm. His, yeah. his consistency is ridiculous. Like it, it really is because he's he's basically a guarantee to get six receptions a game. Yeah, he's guaranteed to like ten like, targets every just single Just to kind of like game. point out who my number five is, it's Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Is your number five Devontae Adams yes. to round out the top five? Yeah. Yeah. Diggs, five Diggs I think, is very similar to Devontae mm -hmm. Adams in that they're both very consistent yeah. wide receivers. I think Devontae Adams has more upside. Um, Stefan, Stefan Diggs last year, 100 receptions, 1,200 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns. My issue, I think that's where we'll see him fall again. My issue with Adams is I don't think the Raiders are a team that will support, you know, three top 10 guys at their position every single week. And the fact that, you know, when Darren Waller stepped... When, okay, when I'm... I'm, I'm okay. I'm not saying Hunter Renfro is <laughs> okay. a top 10 okay. guy. What I'm saying is the year that Darren Waller broke out, he was the only guy there. And then last year, he was expected, you know, to be... Was that Hunter Renfro there, though? He was there, but he didn't break out. Yeah. Okay. And then Hunter Renfro breaks out last year, and Darren Waller's beyond inconsistent. It's just one of those things where I don't think they're the type of team that, you know, Adams is going to be Mr. Consistent like he has been. I think it's going to be way more streaky across that Raiders team where certain guys are going to have their games. I don't know if Adams is going to... Yeah, the other thing that I kind of think about when I think about the Raiders situation, they're going to have to put up a lot of points this year to win a lot of games, yeah. I think. With being in the division that they're in, I mean, but it's been that for a while. They um, never put well, up a lot. I mean, points. San Diego was, or sorry, not San Diego. The Chargers were weird when Kansas, yes. Denver's not really well, been a yeah. high scoring team up until this year. I think they'll be much higher scoring with Russell Wilson, obviously. But they're still going up against, you know, their I, defenses. I, I think there's going to be a lot of games this year where Derek Carr is going to have to throw the ball 40 times. And if he if he has quite a few of those games, there's plenty of volume to go around between three guys. Oh, no, he's still – that's why he's still in my top five. But it's, yeah. it's the consistency. I don't think – you know, Diggs is a guy that I expect to have, you know, like you said, six for mm -hmm. 60 every single week. I think we're going to see a couple of games this year from Adams where he's going to go 3 for 30. 
Like it's just I they're not they're I Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. Like it's I, just a well, difference. My my thought process is this. Yes, there's gonna be there's gonna be a few games where Derek Carr only throws the ball twenty five times. There that's what you're getting at, and you think some of those games could lead to Devontae Adams yeah. not getting much protection. I think he'll be the top dog between those three and because of that he'll still end up on off weeks with five receptions, 60 yards. See, the thing that I'm wondering about, and because this has been something I feel like I always notice when I watch them play, you watch the whole game and the commentator's sitting there the whole time talking about it. You're just watching teams double-team Darren Waller, and then they just force-feed Hunter Renfro. That's basically what happened last year. Now that they're not going to be, I don't think teams are going to be able to do that because no, you're going to be more but, worried but about to, Adams. Like but, I think there's going to be. Yeah, like D- Darren Waller's not going to be double teamed nearly as much. Yeah, but Devontae Adams dealt with plenty of double teams in Green Bay. Yeah, but again, Aaron Rodgers can get him the ball, and I don't think Derek Carr can do the same. I and that's where I disagree. I think Derek Carr is. That cold-blooded dude. That's bold. That that may be a side take, but I am really, really confident in Derek Carr. He's good, but he's not Aren Rodgers. And again, I I we I think I told you this that it was like a crazy ass stat I saw the other day, and Demonte Adams was outside of the top fifty receivers in terms of yards of separation created. He's just top three in the league in terms of contested catch rate. He is ridiculous. and The problem is, is I think that window to get the ball there is not going to be I, I just hit as often. I think, I think Derek Carr does it. Derek Carr has been top five in completion percentage these last few years. I Last year, 68.4% completion percentage, Derek. Aaron Rodgers, 68.9. He's right there with him. Okay, but so that, that, that... I... Like, it and, and, and you, exactly... you, if when you look back at the film, Derek Carr hits small windows fairly consistently. I'm not, I'm not saying... I'm, I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers. But I think he's pretty damn good. And I think people will be really surprised with how good this Oakland... Or this Raiders team is. I think the Raiders make the playoffs this year. I mean, I could see that, yeah. But I, I, I think, I think the Raiders could be pushing the division. I don't know about that. One. Um, I, I, I'm not saying they're gonna win the division. I, I think, think they could be within a game of winning the division. I, I think they're gonna be that good. They're, it'll, them and the Broncos are gonna be fighting for worse than the division this year. We'll, we'll see. I, I think the Raiders actually finish ahead of the Chargers, and I love Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers win the division this year. Their defense is beyond stupid. Getting Khalil Mack and I, J.C. I, Jackson you know on that defense. I, 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 I was forgetting about Herbert. Khalil Mack. You're like, right. And J.C. Jackson, like they're deep. They still got Joey Bosa. Like that yeah, defense. Yeah, is I, 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 I forgot about Khalil yeah, Mack. I did remember J.C. Jackson. That defense is going to be but, dangerous this year. Yeah, that we'll, we'll see. But loaded, I, I truly think the Raiders are going to be slept on this year. So, anyways, moving on to wide receiver six for you. We got C.D. Lamb at six. And I think the thing for me that's putting him this high. 
is volume. I think he's going to be force-fed the ball in this offense. I mean, right now, I'm pretty sure, I think Mike Gallup's slated to miss the first six games. Amari Cooper's gone. The next big, the third receiver, thanks. The, the, the next big receiver on their team is James Washington, who they just got from the frickin' Steelers. Michael Callis. Michael, yeah. So, CD, it's going to be CD Lamb and Dalton Schultz are going to be force fed the ball in that off offense as receivers. Like, it, they're still, I feel like the Cowboys are still going to give up 35 points a game. So, Dak's going to throw the ball 50 times a game. Like, it's just one of those things where when you're that talented a guy and they throw you the ball that much, I, I just think he's going to, he's going to take a big step with just a lot of volume yeah my number six is Debo um I just is I, I I don't think he's gonna have the same kind of receiving year as last year I don't think like 77 for one for, for 1400 I don't think I, I I still think he'll have 70 plus receptions but I think that 1400 yards comes down to 12 or 1300 um he's not getting eight rushing touchdowns this year he's though. not gonna get he's eight rushing touchdowns. touchdowns i still think he gets four or five though and i still think he gets five or six receiving touchdowns i think i i i i just think i think there's guaranteed production at the end of the volume that he gets that isn't necessarily guaranteed with cd lamb i think debo for is close to a lock to get 10 touchdowns between what he does on the ground and through the air. Yeah. I don't know if this Cowboys team is going to be a high-scoring offense this year. Um, I don't think that's a lock. I just think they're going to have to um, throw the ball a lot. Cause... I, yeah. I, I just... I've always been this way. You're an uh, Eagles fan. You don't like the no. Cowboys. <laughs> well, I, I am an Eagles fan, but I've... I, Stuck by my sword from the get-go and always said Dak Prescott's overrated. And to this day, I actually think I've been a bit vindicated, especially with how last year went. Um, I don't think the ball is going to be force-fed to C.D. Lamb as much as people say. And I think Dallas is gonna, also going to run a lot of two tight end formations. Um, so I, I think the tight ends will probably take a lot more of the bulk. That's missing, but I think they're also going to run the ball a lot more. Um, I I just like I like Debo Samuel more than him, and I think Debo Samuel has a much higher floor, just because he's if he's not getting the ball through the air, they're going to just run the ball more through him to make sure he's getting touches because he's the most electrifying player with the ball in his hands on that team. Although we'll we'll see, Trey Lance could probably do some see, fun stuff. That's though. that's so. I don't know which, what you have at seven, but I've um, got Debo at seven, and so it basically the only reason I put him below C.D. Lamb is because of Trey Lance. I, I I don't think I see Debo scoring fourteen touchdowns between rushing and receiving this year. I I I really think after you know the few games we saw Trey Lance play last year, I mean. Dude's going to run the ball 15 fucking times a game with that offense. I think they're going to run an insane amount as usual. 
and I I think there's going to be some inconsistencies in the receiving game with, you I, know, I just don't know. I'm From what I've heard, you know, yes, Trey Lance has all those crazy abilities. It's just they don't see it a lot. And you're, you're, you're questioning the consistency at the quarterback position, which I, which, of, which I think is a valid question. I, I mean, that, that's why I have him down at six and not higher. Did he finish what last year? Wide receiver three, two, two or three, something like that? I think three. Three. Yeah, he was three last yeah. year. Um, I, that, that's why I have him down at six, but I think there is a guaranteed floor with him. Like, it doesn't, because of the type of guy he is and how good he is with the ball in his hands, he doesn't need a ton of receptions to break for 80, 90 yards. Yeah. Um, he averaged almost 20 yards of reception last year. Um, and so I'm not expecting him to get 90, 100 receptions, anything like that. I think 70 is very doable. Even if Trey Lance isn't as accurate as Garoppolo, which I don't think he will be. Yeah. Um, the thing that's always been a knock on Jimmy Garoppolo is he, he does not have good arm strength. They do not throw the ball outside the numbers because he doesn't have the arm strength to zing it out there and fit it into small windows. Trey Lance absolutely has the arm strength. Now, he may not always hit his mark, but I think he will be consistent enough to where it opens up the field more for the receiving options. Now, it again, it, Devo, I'm not expecting him to have 1,400 receiving yards this year. But I still think he'll hit 1,200, have 300 yards on the ground, and 10 touchdowns with, like, 65, 70 receptions. I mean, that right there, you're averaging, what? I don't know what it is. So, you're, you're averaging 17 points per game with that, 18 points per game. Like, I'll take that at wide receiver six every day of the week. Um... But that's just me. My number, jump, moving on from Devo, though, um, my number seven wide receiver is Keenan Allen. Um, a, lo a lot of my feeling about where I put players is the offense they're in and the quarterback situation. Uh, between Keenan Allen and CD, I, again, I haven't gotten to CD Lamb yet on my list. I trust Justin Herbert a hell of a lot more than Prescott. I think the offense is going to be much more high-octane than Dallas, so there's going to be more opportunities to score. I know there are more weapons in that offense between Mike Williams, Eckler, um, and him, but I just think that there's a guaranteed floor with Allen that I would much prefer to have over a CD Lamb because I am unsure of who that offense is going to be throwing the ball to a lot of the time and how much they're going to be passing the ball as well. I don't trust Dak Prescott to get Lamb to, or CD Lamb to 1,300, 12, 1,300 yards receiving. I don't think he does that. I think he breaks 1,000, but... I mean, he had 1,100 last year. I think that's about what he's going to be again this year. I don't, I don't think we're going to see much improvement. That, that's just my opinion, though. Um, I, Keenan Allen, super consistent wide receiver. Um... Doesn't always score the most touchdowns every year. It feels like he never has. He's never um, had more than eight. Yeah, he he's never been that sort of guy. But he's going to get a ton of receptions, and as a result, 
a ton of receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Um, really. And he has a quarterback that I just really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have Keenan Allen at seven. This is the one where maybe I'm reaching a little bit on it, but I think it's there. I think another year with Justin Herbert, things will only get better. Yeah, he's 30 years old, but he's not the type of wide receiver that's dependent on his athleticism, per se. So, that's who I have at seven. Um, who is your number eight? I've got Keenan Allen at eight. Okay. And, I mean, for a lot of the same reasons in terms of Justin Herbert, but, I mean, again, the only reason I can't put him higher is, A, he's 30, he's getting older, B, he doesn't score touchdowns. I mean, he's a guy that I expect to get five, six, maybe seven touchdowns. And he's not a big yards guy. I mean, he averages 10, 11 yards a a reception. So, I mean, but his, his... floor is always super good. I mean, he's a guy you expect to go 7 for 70, 6 for 60. Like, and so you'll never really see a lot of bad games from him, but you will you don't see a lot of 20, 30-point games. Like, he's just Mr. Consistent. Mm-hmm. Let, let me just, I, I just noticed this on the consistency standpoint. His consistency for his last five years, in the last five years, the least number of receptions he's gotten is 97. And the only season he didn't break a thousand yards or eleven hundred yards, he had nine ninety two, but only played fourteen games. So if he plays out the season, he probably breaks eleven hundred yards. Yeah. So he he was on pace for eleven hundred yards five years in a row, all of which ninety seven receptions plus, all of which six to eight touchdowns. Yeah, I I I just think that he could do a little bit better this year. But like, why? Like what's changed is the real question because it's the I same think, shit think, five years in a row. I think Herbert is better. I think the Chargers in their division have to score more. I know the defense is better. I get what you're saying. I think the offense will score a little bit more than last year, and I, I just think there has to be. I think the other thing is I think there has to be some sort of move to the mean for touchdowns. Um, you know how they talk about touchdown regression with certain guys. I, I think he'll. I think problem, we can see eight or nine touchdowns. His problem is, is he is the you know security blanket to a team of deep threat dudes. You know, like he's he's on a team with a bunch of guys that get fifty receptions and seven touchdowns, and then he's over here with a hundred and five. Like he's just not a red zone guy, and. I get that. I just I don't think I just the think, touchdowns. I, I just think with the number there. of touches, you're gonna see an increase in touchdowns. I still think he's gonna be 105 to 110 receptions. I still think he's gonna be 11 to 1200 yards. I think he's going to be eight or nine touchdowns, and that'll make the difference. But that's just me. Um, moving to or now to my number eight is CD Lamb. Uh, I'm not gonna go into this any more than we kind of discussed. I don't trust Dak Prescott. I don't think people. I think people are overhyping how much volume is going to go to him with Amari Cooper gone. I think Dallas runs a lot more two tight end sets and throws the ball less. Uh, number nine, I've got Mike Evans at my number nine this year, and you know there's no Antonio Brown, uh, no Gronk. I just think you know. 
This man is a touchdown machine. And I don't expect that to change this year. I mean, again, I think he's going to be inconsistent, which is why I have him at nine. But there are just some other guys, like all everyone above him is just, you know, light years ahead of him in terms of consistency. I'm going to break a little bit of news here. He is not in my top ten. Yeah, no, um, I mean, he's not. In, I wouldn't expect him to be in most people's top ten. Yeah. He's not as so a top ten receiver this I, year. I just have him the, in my top ten this year because I think he'll be The good. offensive line is not as good as what's been in previous seasons. And so Tom Brady's going to have less time to get the ball out of his hands, which means less time for Mike Evans to get open deep. Tom Brady is another year older. People have been saying it for a long time that Father Time will eventually catch up. And people all of a sudden, because he's proved them wrong a few times, is thinking, like, as if age is not a factor for him anymore. I think I think this will be a year where we see a significant decline. See, but my thing is um, simply, even if there's a significant decline, someone's got to catch the football. And it's still going to be it's a more, I think it's more likely going to go to some of the other guys who don't have to get open deep because I, I don't I don't think, think my I don't think Tom Brady's going to have the time to wait for him to get open see deep. but if that's the case you know I don't it's not like they're going to just keep forcing a guy to go deep when they don't have time like they'll they'll adjust the stuff and whatnot yeah like I mean Evans is still going to get touchdowns from like the first and goal from the two and they just throw up a 50-50 like he's going to have those but I don't think he gets 14 touchdowns like last year I think that number drops. I think a thousand yards is probably about right. I think instead of seventy-five receptions, I think it could be more like sixty-five. I, I I just don't see him as a top ten. Like I I still have him top fifteen. I just don't think he's a top ten. Yeah. For me, my number nine is Tyree Kill, and I say this hesitantly. Because I could see him falling outside of the top ten. I think we hit this point, and most of the guys at yeah. this point are all in this level. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, pick, I'm putting him at this spot for upside. I just there's a lot of weapons yeah. in that offense, and Tua doesn't have the same cannon that Patrick Mahomes does. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of scariness to that. I still think. He's such a unique talent, and people undervalue how good he is as a wide receiver outside of his athleticism. I think people undervalue that a little bit, and so I still think he's going to be a guy that's going to score 12 touchdowns. He's going to have 1,200 yards receiving on, like, 60 receptions, something like that. Yeah. Some stupid number where he's averaging over 20 yards of reception. But yeah, he, we we all know he's gonna fall off a little bit from last year with or his last few years with Patrick Mahomes. But I I still think he's top ten. Yeah. I still think he's top ten just because of how elite of a talent he is. Yeah, no, understand. Um, and then who was your number ten? I've got Tyreek at ten, and again, the only reason I have him below Mike Evans is because. Mike Evans has less weapons to contend with. But outside of that, I mean, it's to me, it's the same situation where they're going to be boomer bust guys, and I just think there's going to be more volume for Mike Evans and Tyreek Hill. But mm -hmm. yeah, in, in terms of the season, I think 
you know, I could see this being a different year for Tyreek Hill. I could see this being more of a, like, large volume, but, you know, just a lot of screen passes and whatnot. And because, I mean, having Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill gives them the option of, you know, having just two ridiculous yeah. yards after catch monsters. There, and there's... then they've got four running back deep. Like, they're going to run some really weird schemes, I feel yeah, like, this they... year. There, there, there's, there's a wide range of outcomes that could happen with this Dolphins offense. Yeah. Um. So we're just gonna have to kind of play it by ear. My number ten is. Here comes the bias calls AJ Brown. Ugh. Um, I, I think I, I never would have expected <laughs> that from you, and I'm, I'm being actually like really honest because yeah, I, I, as much as you are an Eagles fan, I've never really heard you say anything good about well, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, um, it, here's the thing. I think I think the Eagles are actually going to score quite a bit this year. I I still don't think Jalen Hurts is the long term future at quarterback. But it's been pretty apparent from day one the relationship that these two have. So I just think I think he's gonna get more volume in terms of targets than he did in, in Tennessee. Well, that's not uh, too considering hard. that Tennessee yeah. was throwing the ball for maybe fifteen to twenty times a game. Yeah. I even with Jalen Hurts' ability to run the ball on the ground and the Eagles love to have three or four different running backs touch the ball each game. I still think Hertz is throwing the ball 30 times a game. He may not have a, a great completion percentage, but I still think you're looking at big eight, plays. Yeah, I, I think it's eight or nine targets a game, four or five receptions for 80 to 100 yeah. yards, and probably 10 touchdowns. Um, I think that's what you're looking at for a guy like him. I, I It's more so volume. And he is such an elite athletic specimen that I think he'll find a way to make that work, even if Hertz isn't the most accurate throwing. The yeah. Ball. Um, but yeah, it, AJ Brown's not normally the type of call that I'd make because I like volume type wide receivers that are going to get eight or nine receptions for yeah. seventy yards. That's what I tend to lean towards. I still think volume is king, and you're going to get more volume from other receivers than AJ Brown. I just think relationship wise with the quarterback that'll lead to enough and he's extremely efficient with the touches that he gets yeah um not to mention that he'll probably be the best red zone target that they have yeah uh goddard may have a shout as well as best red zone target but they're both going to be better red zone targets than smith who's a much smaller guy rager's a smaller guy none of your running backs are going to be elite in the red zone i don't think um, it's going to be Hertz running on the ground or Hertz throwing the ball to Goddard or uh, A.J. Brown. So I, I, I do have A.J. Brown at number 10. But just to kind of continue on the conversation outside of our top 10 now, there is a multitude of guys that could fall into people's top 10. Outside of like the top 6 or 7, everything after that, like you got DK Metcalf down on people's boards down at like 20, Terry McLaurin at 17, Waddle at 16, Pittman at 14, DJ Moore at 12. Some people got T Higgins in their top 10 um, in that high powered offense. There's a bunch of guys that could fall into people's top 10s. Of those guys that are all around that area, 
who do you think are the most likely guys to have a boom type year and really explode into the top ten, if not already there? Um, I mean, I think Michael Pittman really has that, you know, ability to do that this year solely for the fact that I personally think Matt Ryan is a massive upgrade from Carson Wentz. I, I just think the quarterback play alone will boost his efficiency. I think the thing that's going to dictate if he breaks into the top 10 or not is the amount of touchdowns he scores. Because, you know, them having Jonathan Taylor and force-feeding that man the ball with that offensive line, you know, he's going to score mm -hmm. majority of their touchdowns. So... And it's not yeah. like Michael Pittman, even though he's six foot four, six foot five, and should be a big red zone target, he really wasn't a massive red zone target last yeah, year. So I, I that'll be the I think if he gets, you know, from up from six touchdowns to something like ten touchdowns, I could see him breaking into the top ten this year. Yeah. To to kind of counter your argument on that, um, I'm not nearly as high on Michael Pittman. Um Historically speaking, Matt Ryan doesn't get a ton of red zone target or touchdowns to his wide receivers. The one blemish on Julio Jones' resume was he was never a big touchdown guy, and he was a big target too. Yeah, but I mean, Calvin um, Ridley was a massive touchdown but, but guy. But Calvin right? Ridley also wasn't there for much of Julio Jones' career. Matt Ryan never really got Julio Jones the ball much in the red zone. That was more of just a Julio thing. I don't, I don't think so because Matt Ryan not. Wright was a big touchdown guy, but he was a deep threat guy. They were, they were big forty-yard touchdowns. It wasn't like red zone targets. Matt Ryan doesn't have a strong arm, um, and that's what it comes down to. He's I mean, not able to zing it into windows, especially when I mean, there's yeah, such small windows in the red zone. Michael Pittman's not really a deep threat guy. I know, he's a box-somebody-out type guy. I just don't think Michael Pittman hits 10 touchdowns this year. I'm not saying Matt Ryan's not a really good quarterback. I think he's a really good quarterback. But I, I think it's... I, I don't think he's going to get a bunch of touchdowns to Michael Pittman, per se. I don't know. I think another thing that I kind of think about is Matt Ryan playing behind a Falcons O-line. Dude doesn't have... 10 seconds, 5 okay. seconds to throw a football. When you're, I feel like he's going to have more time. But five years ago, Atlanta had the best offensive line in, in the league. They made the Super Bowl. They had Todd Gurley going for 1,500 yards on the ground. That offensive line was stacked back then. It was incredible the way they played. Todd Gurley wasn't on their team. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley played on the Rams. You're thinking about Devontae Freeman. I'm Freeman. I, I'm having a nightmare. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah. Devontae Freeman had a, had a brilliant... Yeah, I, I, I'm mixing it up because Todd Gurley's there, or was there in Atlanta after leaving the Rams. I don't know. I just think that Matt Ryan, that Matt Ryan will step it up for what... Considering what Michael Pittman was playing with last year. I, Carson Wentz was not the guy. Yeah, I people, I I'm sure I'm in the minority on that yes. one. I think Wentz is significantly better than people give credit for, but we'll save that conversation for another day because we're focused on wide receivers here. Yeah, that conversation is um, never gonna come up. 
I think a guy still to watch that could break into the top ten. I guess speaking don't to the don't Terry, don't say it. Terry McLaurin. All right, yeah, um, we're, not, we're not going. The the on. one concern I do have is volume, um, in the sense that there are more options this year, but. I, you can say what you want about Carson Wentz. He is a significant upgrade on anything they've had in the last two to three years. Um, they have not had a guy with that kind of arm talent, that kind of ability to air it out or to zing it into tight windows. And to Carson Wentz's point, he has never had a wide receiver this talented. So I, I, I th I'm not saying for sure Terry McLaurin's going to break into top 10. I don't think he does. But if there's a guy outside of the top 10 that I think could have a massive season and make it there, depending on how things play out, I think it is him. Um, Terry McLaurin last year was 77 receptions, 1,000 yards, 5 touchdowns. I could easily see him going for... 80, 85 receptions for 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. I, I, I definitely could see an improvement like that. I think he's that good of a receiver. Um, and he put up all those numbers the last few years with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is either Jesus or the worst quarterback in the league, no in between it feels like at times. Taylor Heineke, who could make plays on the ground but was never really a talented arm talent. Alex Smith, who is steady Eddie but only throws the ball 15 to 20 times a game um, and all for five yards each. Like he's Terry McLaurin's never had a really good arm talent in the NFL. I think he has that in Carson Wentz. There may be inconsistencies and there may be some stupid turnovers from Carson Wentz, but that doesn't change the fact that Carson Wentz will throw the ball for 30, 35 times and be slinging it down the field. That, that's kind of my take on it. Um, but yeah, again, I don't think Terry McLaurin breaks top 10, but I think he does have the possibility to, depending on how things play out there. Any other names, even outside of the top 20, that you wanted to kind of discuss? Not really. I mean, I think the only big name that I kind of want to point out, just because I feel like he is being criminally shit on right now, is Allen Robinson. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's going as wide receiver 30 right now. I mean, yes, he had 38 receptions for 400 yards and one touchdown last year. But, I mean, he was basically being phased out of the Bears offense at that point dealing yeah. with injury. I mean, he's now on the best team he's ever been on with pretty much the only competent quarterback he's ever had. And I, Are you saying jump time Blake Bortles wasn't competent? Well, that's how he scored fantasy <laughs> points. Final five minutes down 30? Yeah, but it's just simply a fact that this man is now going to be on an actual good offense with a good quarterback. And he's going to be playing behind Cooper Cup. So he's not going to be getting, double like, double-teamed yeah. all day. Like, I mean, I think he has a shot at absolutely shitting on his ADP this year. Yeah. I mean, his ADP right now is, 20, or is somewhere between 25 and 30. He should be a top-20 guy. Um, I 
think he uh, he's going like around like the eighties, eighties, nineties mark yeah. right now. I, I, like... I think Allen Robinson has a legit chance to be a top twenty wide receiver. The Rams offense every single year shows that it can produce two top twenty wide receivers pretty easily. I was easily. gonna say I think I I I honestly couldn't like like obviously I'm not saying you draft him as a top ten receiver. But you know the it's not outside of the realm of possibilities that he becomes a top ten receiver because simply yeah. with the fact that Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods are able to both be top twenty receivers with Jared Goff as their quarterback, like top fifteen for both of them actually. And then he gets Stafford. Obviously, Woods didn't really get a play last year because of injury. But Allen mm-hmm. Allen Robinson is better than Robert Woods. I, I just think he yeah. is a better receiver. And, and Allen Robinson's probably a better wide receiver than an injured later in his career OBJ. And OBJ was extremely efficient with his touches when he was there too. Yeah, I, I just think Allen Robinson, you know, depending on volume, could end up being a top 10 guy this year. Because again, he's, he's, he's a huge threat. He's a big body mm-hmm. Yeah, Allen Robinson could be 75 receptions this year pretty easily. And if he does that, you're looking at around 1,000 yards and probably seven touchdowns. If you're getting that from a guy who's projected wide receiver 29-30, you're doing very, very well. Um, And I think think we're going to see that type of season. Uh, People are going to sleep on him way too much. That was the guy I wanted to actually bring up as well. Uh, Looking farther down the list, Alan Lazard will be a really interesting one. Um, I think trust is really important for Rodgers, and he has made very clear that Alan Lazard is a wide receiver one type guy. Um, so he, Alan Lazard has won his trust, and more so than anyone else in that offense. And some, I think somebody has to break 1,000 yards in that offense with Aaron Rodgers. It's just a matter of who. Is it going to be Lazard or potentially Christian Watson? We'll have to wait and see how preseason plays out in regards to that. But I think one of those two guys is, breaks 1,000 yards this year. Yeah. Um, and I right now, the rapport is there for Alan Lazard. Um, any other guys down the list worth mentioning? I mean... Sleepers on the back end? There are two other that? guys that I kind of... I don't really want to get too deep into them, but two other guys that I definitely think are being criminally underrated. Chris Godwin... Because I think he's so far down ADP boards right now because of the injury concerns. But from what I've seen, he's been pretty much practicing in full during training camp as of now. So it sounds like he's really far ahead of schedule on his comeback. Yeah, they, and they had him in 77s yeah, recently. They said there's a chance he, he could be starting week one. And if you're telling me I could get Chris Godwin as the 25th receiver off the board and he may not even miss any games, like I don't know why yeah, he wouldn't do that. I, I think the worry is more so... He's likely get knowing him. He's gonna end up missing three or four games due yeah. to little knickknack injuries throughout the year. But, but when, when, he's when playing, he is playing, he's, the top, he's, he's top fifteen. Yeah. yeah. And then the other guy is DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, if you're drafting and you just feel like you have a good team, mm-hmm. we're talking a guy who again is a fringe top ten receiver. <laughs> And he's going as the 40th receiver off the board right now, and he's going to miss six games, and it's not due to injury, so you expect him to come back and be pretty fresh. Like, it, like yes, he'll yeah. have more competition. He's not going to be as good, you know, obviously, as Marquise Brown being there, but 
you know, to get him at the 40th receiver off the board is a yeah. steal. Like, I, I, I think people should pay attention to how many teams in their league make the playoffs. Yeah. Because um, if you're a league where, like, majority of the teams, like, eight teams make the playoffs, something like that, you have a really high chance of making it in even if you're – one of your top six or seven picks doesn't play for the first three or four weeks. Or what is it? A six games? Six games. Sorry. First six weeks. If you think you're still fairly confident you're going to make the playoffs, it may even be worth reaching slightly on him just because he's going to get you through the playoffs much better than some of the other guys that are going to be found in that ADP range. Yeah. Um, but if you're in a, te- in a league where like only four teams make it, um, you got to be a little bit more careful because you are sacrificing regular season production for six weeks that could hurt your overall record. Yeah. So you just got to be a little careful with that. But D Hop is definitely a win your league type guy if you're confident. Um, some other interesting names just to kind of mention um, the Tennessee wide receiver core between Traylon Burks and Robert Woods. Um, with AJ Brown gone, there's definitely going to be some volume going around. Uh, I don't think I like Derrick Henry is still going to put up really good numbers. I don't think he carries the ball as much per game as he did last year. Um, I think Tennessee's got to adjust that slightly just because of how big of an injury he had. I know he came back from it quickly, but I think they need to throw the ball a little bit more. I don't know if they will. Traylon Burks slides right into that A.J. Brown role, so there's a, a set amount of volume um, that is there in place for him if he slides into that role seamlessly. Uh, but if not, Robert Woods could be a very interesting play because he is a very talented wide receiver that um, will get open in a lot of different situations. And because of that offense, neither one of those guys is ever going to be double teamed. So... I think those guys are some interesting shouts. Um, maybe a few of the other rookies have a fair shout, like Sky Moore in Kansas, um, Jamison Williams in Detroit. I know you're really high on Chris Olave in New Orleans. Um, so there are definitely some interesting ones to keep an eye out for. Um, if you, I would recommend taking those guys late, if possible, because there's high upside. Um, we saw what Justin Jefferson did his rookie year, what Jamar Chase did his rookie year. Now, I'm not calling for those guys to put up those kind of numbers, but there's always the possibility of rookie wide receivers going for 1,000 yards and making a huge impact in fantasy. So just keep an eye out for that. But other than that, any final things to note to wrap this up? Nope. Alrighty. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for tuning in to the What's My Play Sports podcast. We'll be back next week to go over our top quarterbacks and tight ends. We out. Peace.